Welcome to this Christmas Eve service. We are so glad that you are here. It's maybe the first time you've been here, or uh, perhaps you're back uh, visiting family. But we're glad that you've made this a part of your Christmas celebration. Um, tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, we will gather again for worship service. And it will last a little less than an hour. Um, but we hope that if you're here, you have the opportunity, you're welcome to come. And we hope that you will be here as we gather for worship tomorrow on Christmas morning. A little bit later in the service, we are going to collect our, our uh, annual Christmas Eve offering. And uh, this will be given to uh, two needs. One is scholarships for our Valley Preschool. And this helps people who might find it difficult for their children to attend the preschool to be able to do so. And uh, the other part of it will be uh, going to Haiti relief effort from the recent hurricane. And particularly centered on agricultural needs that uh, will help the Haitian people with more long-term progress and uh, helping meet those long-term needs. So uh, we thank you in advance for your generosity as we take that offering a little later. Please pray with me. Gracious Father, we thank you for your presence with us, for the gift of Christ. During this gathering, as we read the scriptures and sing the carols, all of them that proclaim Christ's coming, make this an extraordinary time of experiencing once again the wonder and the mystery of Christ's birth, and of his entrance into our world and into our lives. Amen. Tonight we gather to give thanks for God's gracious gift. God in flesh comes as the image of the invisible Father. This is the night of nights. The waiting is done. The yearning is fulfilled. We are no longer identified by despair, sorrow, chaos, or hate. The long-awaited one has come, and his coming is hope, joy, peace, and love. Who would have guessed that this child about whom so much has been promised is exactly what we want, even more what we need? On this Christmas Eve, we light this candle, declaring with God's people through the ages that our hope, our trust, is in God who has sent his Son. Dear God, on this night of nights, let this light shine brightly as the days grow shorter so that your face will shine upon us this Christmas. In the Savior's name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Isaiah 9, 2 through 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is the word of the Lord.
Micah 5, 1 through 5. Marshal your troops now, city of troops, for a siege is laid against us. They will strike Israel's ruler on the cheek with a rod. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me, one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be our peace. This is the word of the Lord.
Luke 1, 26 through 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be this, called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her.
From the first chapter of Matthew's Gospel. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus.
Luke 2, 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. This is the word of the Lord.
This time I'd like to invite the ushers forward to assist us uh, with tonight's offering. As Pastor West mentioned earlier, our offering tonight is going for two different uh, places. One is our own Valley Preschool for scholarships, and the other is for uh, Haiti Relief, and uh, we'll go through Global Partners. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we are grateful for your many blessings to us. You have blessed us in many, many ways, and tonight especially we think of the gift of your Son, Jesus. We ask, Father, tonight that you would give us the courage and the ability to give generously and joyfully from what you have given to us, Lord. May you use these gifts to further your work in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Luke 2, 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about them, about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
Matthew 2, 1 through 11. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. This is the word of the Lord. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy had come to make you new? This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm a storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy 
has walked where angels trod. And when you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again. The lame will leave, the mute will speak, the praises of the Lord of all creation, Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy was heaven's perfect land? The sleeping child you're holding is the great. I John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that had been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. 
Over the uh, last few weeks, I've been looking at these Advent candles. And a couple of things have come to my mind. One is that every year we think we're buying dripless candles, but they aren't. It says it on the box, dripless candles, but they always drip. And if you came up here, you'd see all kinds of wax, not only on the candles, but in the greenery and probably on the table underneath. But the other thing that strikes me about the Advent candles is that each of them is a different height. And that is intentional. You can tell which candle was lit on the first Sunday of Advent, and the second, the third, and the fourth. If all of them were the same, there really wouldn't be the sense of, of the, the length of Advent. We wouldn't really be able to, to, to think as clearly about the time that it takes to get to Christmas. But when you look at these candles, you can see that, that we've been waiting a while for Christmas. Four Sundays of Advent, every Sunday, lighting candles and waiting. We're not very good at waiting. It seems to me that typically when we wait, it involves... One of two things, either we are waiting for what we think is probably going to be bad news, and we fret and we worry, or sometimes we're waiting because we can't, we, we, we just are anticipating the good thing that we know is to come. And even then, we are anxious and maybe a bit stressed. Tonight, there are children and there are adults who can't wait for tomorrow. And we've been waiting all this time, and, and maybe you've been watching gifts accumulate under your Christmas tree. Maybe you're just putting up your tree tonight. But we've all been waiting, and waiting is hard. And sometimes we think of waiting as a curse, but God doesn't seem to see it that way. When Paul writes in Galatians 4 about at just the right time Jesus came, it implies that the waiting for Jesus was God's intent. And Advent reminds us of the importance of waiting. For one thing, waiting makes the moment that much sweeter. When you are waiting and anticipating and yearning, it grows. But waiting is also vital because what we do while we're waiting matters. I, I often am not very good at redeeming the time that I wait. And I think Advent is one of those times when God is saying to us, this has a purpose. And while you're waiting, the one thing you can do is to increase your faith, to trust me. I am convinced that's one of the reasons why God allows us to wait so much. is because in the waiting, we, our faith is tested. And, and we are brought face to face with the call of the gospel to trust even when we wait. Even when we don't see. And right now, we live between the now and the not yet. Jesus has come and Jesus is coming. And in between, in this, between the now and the not yet, there is a lot of waiting. And there is struggle, and there are burdens, and there's pain, and there's agony. And in the midst of it, we are continually wanting, wanting resolution. 
And in the waiting, I thank God, I think God is challenging us to trust, to believe that he is who he says he is, that he keeps his word always. And on this night, we know that more than any other night, because Christ came in the fulfillment of all the prophecies, the culmination of all the waiting. But waiting isn't just about us. It's not just about God's people. It's not just about filling our lives with the light of Christ. It is about being agents of light in a world of darkness. About being agents of healing in a world of pain. And agents of restoration in a world of brokenness. And so tonight, we not only light the Christ candle that symbolizes Christ coming and present and coming again. But we also light these candles that remind us that Jesus not only said he was the light of the world, but he said we are the light of the world also. And in this period of waiting, in the, between the now and the not yet, we have been given this great privilege to take the light of Christ to people in darkness. To be voices and lives of hope and grace and love and peace and joy. To fulfill the prayer that we pray so often. To be a part of being the answer to that prayer. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So tonight the light from the Christ candle has been taken to the, the aisle candles. And, and it's helpful but it's not enough. If we are really going to be the light of the world, if we are going to, to be a presence of light in the world, it's not just you or me, but it's us, all of us together. And so we're going to sing Silent Night together. And as we sing, those of you who are on the inside aisle, light your candles off of the aisle candles. You'll need to pick up the globe and and light your candle and then pass your light down the row and the ushers will take the light to the balcony. And watch the transformation take place when all of us shine our light and how darkness begins to dissipate in the light of our candles, in the light of Christ. Oh. 
Father, may the light of your Son, Jesus Christ, shine in us that we may lead others to the light and the life of Jesus our Lord. And celebrating the coming of Jesus, may we proclaim with our words and our lives, joy to the world, the Lord has come. benediction, extinguish your candles and you can place them in the receptacles as you leave and remind you of our worship tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. And now may he who is the light of the world, the almighty God in human flesh, Jesus Christ our Lord, flood your lives with joy, peace, grace, hope, that you may go from this place, that his light may shine in you and through you.